Okay, we're live. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back. We have another uh, sci-fi movie to review for you guys. So we're going to talk about Starship Troopers. It's kind of interesting sci-fi war satire thing <laughs> from the 90s. Um, so did you remember seeing this movie like when it came out? Like when, I don't know how old you were, but I remember I sort of saw it on television uh at the time but i was like 10 or something <laughs> what, what year did this movie come out i think it came out in 97 okay so i was about seven years old um i didn't see it in theater again like going to the theater with my family was kind of an inconvenience quite frankly um yeah. but i like I, similar i saw it on like the sci-fi network but again it was censored cut down very little violence because this movie's incredibly violent um and we never owned a copy of it, but I'd always like heard about it. And most of the time people were either making fun of it or trying to convince me it was really good. But I was always like, well, I've heard it so bad. Why are you trying to convince yeah. me it's good? Um, and this is my first, you know, uncensored adult viewing of Starship Troopers. I, I think I was lucky enough to see a version of it that was uncensored. I remember being in like a hotel room with my parents in like the 90s. And it was just like, I think it was either on or like you could rent it. And I think I convinced them to let me let us rent it. And we watched this, this, this crazy ass movie. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the right time to watch this is either when you're like a, a teenager or preteen or like when you're like older, because on both of those, you get sort of a certain type of understanding of the film on either side no for sure because you have that ex i wish i kind of had that experience of seeing it from start to finish as a younger person and then seeing it as an adult because definitely your perspectives change how you feel about characters may change um and obviously you'll understand more of what the director or writer was trying to convey um as you get older um unfortunately i think my parents probably saw a trailer for it saw the very similar Nazi looking uniforms and were like, yeah, no, you're never seeing <laughs> no, I, I think they prejudged it very quickly as most Christian parents do. Um, but you know what? They'll let me watch Braveheart from start to finish when I'm yeah. like 10 because. Which is geez. funny. You know, this, this like, so I guess we should talk a little bit about Paul Verhoeven, who's the director of this. Uh, he's done a lot. So he did RoboCop. Uh, he did, um, what was that one in the 90s? The like, uh, Total Recall? Yeah, he did Total Recall. Um, then there was that, I, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting the one where it was like kind of the noirish one with um, uh, Sharon Stone. That, that he basic Instinct. Yeah, he did Basic Instinct. That was in the 90s. So he does a lot of these. And like, like these, these are some like very sexual or very violent movies. Yeah. Very violent. I mean, yeah. Showgirls was NC-17. Yes, um, I personally love Showgirls. It's one of my favorite Paul Verhoeven movies. I know a lot of people will tell me, no, it's a very sexist, misogynist movie. I think it is absolutely the opposite. Um, I think it is uh, a very um, relatable, true story. Whether you think the acting is good or not, the acting is honestly, I think, what gives people the impression that it is a terrible story and a terrible movie. But I think there's a lot of good points that are made in it. And I think it's, I, I love Showgirls personally. RoboCop's probably one of my favorites that he made though. Yeah. Yeah. RoboCop is like, I feel like what he's really kind of put him on the map. Mm. And 
<laughs> that movie is brutal. It is brutal. It's like the scene when he gets shot, like the main character. It's so awful. It's and it, it unfortunately has one of the worst remakes, in my opinion, attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> the remake is a disaster. <laughs> Like the only so real quick about Robocop, the only good thing about that remake is honestly when the main character it's revealed to him what is left of him, like of his body. And it's oh, like this yeah. it starts as like a close shot and it slowly is panning out and he realize it's almost like if it's almost like a Frankenstein monster realization of like w what I am or what what's left of him. That's the only good scene in that movie, in my opinion. Oh, he also did Hollow Man, which is a pretty uh -huh. decent movie too. Hollow Man is another brutal movie. Yes. Like he, he really like the thing about Hollow Man is it really takes the the Invisible Man thing and like says, okay, what if the Invisible Man was like super perverted weirdo evil guy? Mm -hmm. No, um, for sure. Because yeah, there's some there's some stuff that is like really harsh. So like this is this is his milieu. He's all about the like you know there's a lot of raunchy sex, but also some like brutal violence. Yeah, he doesn't hold back. I think the thing is about his his violence is that it always has a point. It has like a reason um, instead of just being violent for violence sake. You know, I'm just going to do this to shock people. No, he shows the nitty gritty, horrible side of people that is very real, very, very real and very disturbing. Yeah. So um, to get into the plot of this one. So it opens up and we get these the Federation commercials and we get like the you know, the classic you see the memes. I'm doing my part. So they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like recruiting people to like join pretty much their military, right? Um, and they say service guarantees citizenship. <laughs> yep. So like, this new the proud the Marines is the exact thing that I got from that. Yeah. Um. The yeah. This and this just like sets us right in to the world, right? Because like yes. it's very over the top, kind of goofy. Oh yeah, and RoboCop did something similar too, I believe, with like their their promotion, their marketing. It's marketing of the movie within the movie to be like, oh, don't you want this? Do you want to know more? I love that. I love it. Do you want to know more? It's, yeah, um, it makes it's like fun a computer of, interface too. Exactly, because you see the mouse moving, and mm -hmm. like it, it, it was very forward thinking in that in terms of like the internet and yeah. people connecting that way and how um, media or information would eventually be shared on a global scale. And I'm assuming this is a global thing as well. Yeah. It's it, taking place in this one area. It seems like at this point, basically the earth is, is one global federation. Um, and it's actually what we'll see later is like the human race is pretty far beyond just earth. Mm. Uh, they have moon bases and other, like we see them, uh, they carry their starships in like a sort of like asteroid belt. <laughs> For mining or whatever and that's where they sort of take off into you know to, to go off to do battle so yeah the human race is like pretty far beyond you know i mean they're it's like almost star trekky but oh very they even uh, use the word federation and you know it's very star yeah. trekky it even you know reminds me a little bit even though the expanse came after starship troopers a lot of like the expanse because it's like a u it's basically the un runs the entire world there are no presidents there's representatives but there's no president mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's a it's a global um, federation of uh, creepy Nazi like people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Nazi federation. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, because and even there, uh, basically the the seat of government is in Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah, uh, so, which is you know it's, it's so yeah like you said it's basically the UN um, is how this federation works. Very interesting stuff. So the first thing we get is like 
Okay, so they're high school students. They're high school students, and they're in this yeah, class. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? Like, do they any of them really look like high school students? Maybe Denise Richards, because she kind of had, like, that youthful little, like, I don't want to use the word baby face, because obviously she has a very symmetrical face. Um, but she she looked, I could believe she was more of a, of a maybe 19-year-old. Right. Um, but not Casper Van Dien and not the woman who plays Dizzy or Diz. Um, no. No, your guys are yeah. like 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyway, so they're right there in this class, and um, basically they're setting up this little love triangle for us that's going to be... <laughs> so um, Johnny Rico is like in love with uh, Carmen, but she they, she doesn't totally like him. Well, like we're going to find out later. Like, like they're dating, but I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like they're totally like in love love or whatever and he's like drawing this little picture for her it's totally and, one-sided <laughs> yeah it's very one-sided yeah <laughs> and then um meanwhile like dizzy is like kind of watching the two of them flirt and he's she's just like pining after him like oh i wish i could be with the you know the the star of the football team <laughs> literally yeah i mean like there's even a football scene later in the movie it's yeah. so like the high school stuff is very like stereotypical within this weird world because so weird. it is like because even when star trek tried showing teenage life they were very much adults. They, they were acting and talking like adults and they were all on a career path to being Starfleet officers. This yeah. takes the satire of the 90s like Dawson Creek drama and puts it in this weird sci-fi world. And it, it kind of works, but it's also kind of awkward because you know, like, again, that these are not teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And this whole scene is actually sort of like setting us up for like what what the society they live in is, is yeah. like. And so um, the Gene Resnick character, Michael Ironside, who's got this metal arm. <laughs> badass so cool. Dude. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Hella badass. Um, he's basically explaining how society works. So basically, only citizens have a right to vote. And in order to be a citizen, you have to serve the country. And so that's stratifies society, pretty much. Um, but I'm sure like if you're like a civilian, you have certain rights. It's not like you're you know, treated. Oh, yeah. You probably have the right poorly. to work. To serve society in a different way, um, I I wonder what their government, if their government, if like certain government officials need to serve in order to be government officials, or if any citizen or not citizen, but any person can. Um, but they're all in military uniforms when we see them in Geneva, so I'm assuming they yeah. all did serve. <laughs> it, 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 this yeah, this society it basically feels like whoever survives in the military service, you become a politician. Yeah, That's it's like how it's it works. survival of the fittest. Or in Michael Ironside's character, you go into like civil service or not civil service, yeah. but like more of a <laughs> serving the serving society in a different way by mm -hmm. by guaranteeing that the young generation will be ready and understand society when they go off and make their decision. Yeah, it's sort of perpetuating this idea of like you know the service is is it's worth it. it you know, being a citizen is like so important. All this kind of. It, it, it's like no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just yeah. A lot of it comes off as like the you know the 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 type of stuff that when they actually go to high schools like in real life mm -hmm. to try and get people to join the military, <clears throat> the things they tell you and like the things where it's like you know they have you like I remember when I was uh, like in high school, like they would have you could go places like at a mall and play people playing Halo and shit while they try to recruit you. 
that kind of stuff. I wish I had had that experience, honestly, in high school, because the only time people came to talk to my school is to tell us not to do drugs. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there was, was never any job fairs. There was never any career day or anything like that. It was just basically go to college. You're going to be a bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then later we see them, like they start dissecting a bug. One of these. So then they introduce us to the, the, basically the villains of this, this, you know, <laughs> this movie. The villain. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, they're, they're just bugs. Um, and so they're, yeah, they're dissecting it. It's a really gross you know, weird scene or whatever. And um, Carmen can't handle it. And so, you know, again, we get this stuff. It's always like the three of them, um, Johnny, Carmen, and Dizzy. And like, Dizzy's like laughing because she's, you know, she can't handle it. Well, <laughs> she then, like yeah, throws and, up or whatever. And it kind of, it continues to show like them being like how different these two people are and that their relationship probably will last. First of all, she basically tells him to fuck off with his little drawing. She's like, ha ha ha, I'm going to punch you in the face. And then, <laughs> which is honestly what girls do when they don't really want someone's attention. Um, and then we dissuade you as much as possible. Be yeah, nice. yeah. And then if that doesn't work, we literally just do something else. Um, sorry. But um, the more, you know, the more, you know, um, but she can't handle it. And she obviously wants the career path of just being in, you know, a pilot, but he is like all he's gonna, he doesn't know it yet, but he's gonna start shooting bugs and stuff like that. And he can handle it. He can handle the violence. He can handle the guts and blood and whatever goo is coming out of there. So I thought that was interesting. And you're already seeing that these are two vastly different people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they're but he's just like, like obsessed with her for whatever. He's just obsessed. She's hot. Yeah. That's probably what it is. And um, the thing is about Carmen, while I don't love her character, she is very career driven. She's very smart. You know, she's good at what she does. She knows what she wants. And I think that's part of the attraction that Johnny has on top of the fact that they've probably known each other for a long time. Um, they've probably been to school with each other since they were tiny little Hitler youth. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both have those like little knives or whatever. Yeah. And um, it probably just, in his mind, makes sense. We've known each other a long time. I think you're really great. But other than that, there's not really much to Carmen, except that she's very career-driven, which is, I think is a, an admirable trait to have. Yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, we get the scene later where, where they, they, they show their grades, and, like, Carmen's really, like, up there. And um, Johnny is not. He's, he's, he's a jarhead. <laughs> he's a jarhead, yeah. He's, he's too busy playing football. You know? Yeah, and he's he's good at that. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's yeah. what I think is interesting is that I don't know if it is actually explicitly said he's in, he's the captain of the football team, but you get that impression. He's already a leader in some ways. Mm -hmm. You do, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that scene like they're playing football, and you know, again, and Dizzy's on the football team. She's like quarterbacking. I think she is their quarterback. I guess it's, it's is yeah, and it's a unisex um, football team. Like girls are yeah. playing, guys are playing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which is pretty cool. Um, it's also like very, uh, you know, it's very Paul Verhoeven the way he does these scenes. If like, the guys like, are doing it, the girls are going to do it too. Yeah. yeah. It's also like they're doing all these backflips and shit and it's like very acrobatic. <laughs> yeah. That would not fly <laughs> literally in real football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's hilarious. Then we get the other part of this sort of, you know, Johnny Rico's love problems. Uh, this other guy, um, <clears throat> what's his dude, Xander? So fucking Xander, Xander, yeah, fucking Xander. Xander starts flirting with uh, <coughs> with Carmen, and Carmen kind of likes him. 
Um, he and, has a very symmetrical face. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah. And like the chin is a little smaller so they can actually kiss. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but like, okay, but, but he's older than them, right? I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> because later on, he, he's like her superior or, or maybe he just got up in the ranks quicker. I don't know. Maybe but, he tested differently. Um, maybe it's different for pilot. Maybe he interned while he was in high school. Um, yeah. I, I get the impression that maybe he just did a different path than she did to be considered higher up than she was. Um, maybe they just tested differently. I don't know. Yeah. Even though she got like what ninety nine percent, so he got one yeah. percent more than her, maybe. Yeah, he got one hundred percent, and then he becomes her superior. And the anyway, <clears throat> so the end result of this whole thing is, you know, Dizzy throws the game winning touchdown to Johnny, who, uh, you know, get breaks the tackle of of Xander and wins the game. Hurrah, hurrah! Everyone's happy, but you can kind of tell that Carmen doesn't totally love Johnny, and she kind of has a thing for Xander. <clears throat> but Dizzy does love. Johnny, but he just doesn't see it. Doesn't they it. never fucking do? <laughs> they never do. The whole time I was on, I'm like, oh, dizzy. You're, oh, yeah, dizzy. you're fucked. <laughs> poor, poor, Enjoy poor child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll talk more about their relationship and like, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about that. <laughs> so <clears throat> later on, so they're all sort of. Oh, by the way, we should talk about like they live in Buenos Aires, um, in Argentina. But it, Argentina seems like a very, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on in the future where these people live in, in Argentina, but it's... Well, again, didn't a bunch of Nazis escape to, like, Argentina <laughs> and places like that? So I think it might make sense that they're there. Yeah, yeah, they escaped there and then the, I don't know what happened in the, in the in this, this, this might be a future where, where the, where Germany won. That's you know the question that I was kind of getting too. Is that I wonder if this is just a split timeline, if this is an alternate reality kind of a thing where Germany won World War Two, and this is the end result. Um, there is mixed diversity, however. You know, once he gets to wherever he's going, his boot camp or whatever, there is a mixed diversity. It is predominantly white, um, but maybe eventually they were <laughs> whatever if this is a alternate reality they were probably like yeah maybe we should not kill everyone yeah yeah it's more of a like civic nationalistic type of society yeah which again like it would make sense if if regimes evolve and change over time like we've seen that with tons of different countries and stuff yeah. like that so i think it would make sense that eventually what we know is like World War II Nazism would eventually evolve and probably change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, into this. This. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. So then they, they meet up with this like recruiter guy and this is this is a fun um, scene where the guy's like, yeah, good, fresh meat for the grinder. And it's like, okay. And they kind of like... <laughs> Like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like missing both his legs. This actor yeah. was actually in CSI. He played the coroner at Coroner, and he actually did lose both his legs in like a bus accident or something like that. Um, yeah. But he's like, yeah, one day I'll be saluting you. <laughs> and he just yeah. swivels out, and Johnny sees like, yeah, what's he has left no legs. of him. Yeah. He says, infantry may be the man I am today. When Johnny says he wants to join the infantry, he has no legs. Yeah. No legs, and he's missing a hand. He but, he a, can, but he can vote, and he has a nice little desk job now, so... <laughs> That's the upside. You have a desk job, and, you but know... But that you is the upside for him. 
he served he he gave whatever he, he gave his legs and now he has a really great job and he can vote and he probably has a really nice house and they set him up really well and he has nothing to worry about why why should he care that he lost his legs it, yeah. it was for the federation yeah they, and they talk like again later on we're gonna they, they kind of do some expo exposition to talk about it but yeah it seems like once you're a citizen they really kind of you're basically taken care of um like they talk about like they'll pay for your your education they'll mm -hmm. give you like yeah they'll give you a good job <clears throat> they do all this stuff for you once you become a citizen so yeah i mean that's kind of the upside is like you know you're you're made for life pretty much in the society once you're a citizen once you serve and give your give as much as you can <laughs> exactly um yeah i guess we should talk a little bit about like the neil patrick harris char character who's like uh he's like a psychic so he can like you know he has these psychic powers or whatever and he can like communicate with animals and stuff um johnny rico not a psychic not at all no not. he couldn't even pick up that this one girl was like super into him and that his I, current girlfriend was not into him he's not psychic he's the antithesis of the psychic yeah yeah, yeah Which he, they he, also had like a little commercial for are you psychic do you read yeah. people's minds yeah come come today and like figure it figure it out um yeah and then we get yeah we get some more commercials i think there's in these commercials there's like more like bug experiments or killing bugs and then there's like a public ex execution of a deserter and they say yeah. on all channels at six o'clock like holy shit <laughs> like this this society is like very different very different yeah if you don't want to be a citizen if you don't want to have any part in the federation then you are a deserter and you're gonna have a public execution and it's gonna be horrible probably yeah wow um okay so then we get this scene where johnny rico goes basically to boot camp and he's under sergeant <laughs> clancy brown um uh, and this dude is like it's very interesting uh you know they do all this cool stuff to like show how badass he is so like he's cursing people out and then there's one guy who's like yeah any of you guys think you can take me he's like i think i can take you sir and literally breaks this dude's arm um <laughs> um pain is only in your mind <laughs> what he says to the guy after he breaks his i arm. don't think it is i think it's in his arm i think the pain is definitely in his arm yeah um and then dizzy transfers in to this because you know she knows johnny's rico's there and uh you know the guy's like oh why'd you transfer here it's like you guys are the best of the best right it's like yeah you bet like blah 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 and then she, dizzy takes this guy on uh and she does a little bit better than the other guy who gets his arm broken but she still gets pinned pretty much thankfully he does not break her wrist or arm no we do see in the next scene like she has a really like big kind of uh like mark on her neck oh, i didn't even know that yeah, she has a really big bruise where he like put his knee on her neck, <clears throat> pretty much. But that's a little bit better than getting your arm broken, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird though. Like in that next scene, so they're like, <clears throat> there's like a scene where they're uh, in a cafeteria, and you see the guy who got his arm broken, and basically, <laughs> so this it's kind of funny. Um, they they what they did was they had this thing, I guess, to repair his arm. It was like a sling, but it was like this big kind of. Uh, it, it looked like one of those icy hot patches or whatever, like like one of those things you would put in your in your lunchbox. That's like 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 to keep it cold with some blue liquid, but it it just looked like 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 Windex. <laughs> it was like okay, this is this is, I'm not buying this as future technology. I'm sorry, like the Windex thing is not doing it for me. <laughs> no, that's not doing it for me either. I think yeah. he needs serious medical. He probably needs an operation, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, he probably needs an operation. Um, and so then we get this scene, this shower scene, <laughs> where 
where they're all, it's a co-ed shower <laughs> and they're all showering together. And this is, I, I found this funny because like this scene, the whole purpose is just, you know, the raunchy stuff, but also they, they do a lot of exposition here. So like, they do, well, just... they do a lot of exposition. And if you're not, if you're just giggling about the fact that dudes <laughs> and chicks are having a shower together. You're not going to realize it because that one guy's asking everyone why they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of, it's, it's probably, it, we've seen way worse, like since Starship Trooper came out. Um, but I'm sure at the time audience were very like, what's going on? Why aren't they noticing was... that they're all naked? It's like, because this was a little awesome. famous. Yeah. Yeah, this, it's totally normal for them. Why do they care? Of course, they're going to carry on a perfectly normal conversation. It doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah, and so they say, like, in order to have a child, you have to be a citizen. <laughs> you cannot have a child unless you're a citizen. In order to go to college, you have to be a citizen. And they will pay for your college if you're a citizen, for you to go to college. And so there's, like, a guy like, oh, yeah, I want to go to Harvard, but, <clears throat> you know, I can't afford it, so I'm going to become a citizen, and then they'll pay for it. Uh, Which leads me to wonder what... Johnny's parents actually did because his dad's very against him joining the military, but everyone pokes fun at Johnny for being rich. So I'm wondering if there is this separate, there still is a separate class. They want you to maybe believe we're all the same yeah. and we all have the same opportunities yeah. if you become, if you join the military or whatever, um, or the Navy. Um, but his, I wondered what his dad actually did mm-hmm. the, the parents just feel like foils right they feel like foils mm-hmm. to to they're just like caricatures of like you know i feel like, like it would have made it made it more interesting if maybe johnny was if they were just orphans um that, that would have made more sense because having his dad be so against him joining the military but he obviously is very wealthy mm-hmm they don't really explain it they don't they just they don't. don't explain it um they I, it would make sense that you could still have a position <clears throat> as a civilian where you make a lot of money you know maybe they're i don't know i mean the thing that makes sense to me they're like military contractors or something <laughs> that, could also you know? be it. that could very well be it as well maybe he's an inventor maybe he builds things maybe he's an engineer maybe that's how he made his money and which yeah. if he is a some kind of military contractor maybe that's why he's so against johnny joining because he's he's seen what happens to these guys um but again most people do see what happens to these guys and it doesn't phase them all that much because oh he did it for the federation and now he has got a cushy job and blah 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 yeah yeah they you know in this society you're inundated with propaganda oh absolutely like 24 7 is propaganda all the time um yeah so so then we get like this scene with carmen and it's like carmen and basically xander you know he's he's like her superior but he set up this thing so that they work together and so you know they're gonna get together um so yeah what do you think of like this the cgi in these scenes with these starships i actually thought the movie held up well um i didn't think that the cgi aged that badly um i thought it looked pretty good i think it didn't win an academy award or was nominated for best visual effects or something yeah it would make sense if it was nominated um because it got panned i think with everything else but it i mean this movie does have a 7.2 on imdb which isn't bad um yeah you're right it got nominated the visual effects Best special effects, visual effects. Yeah, I thought that I think that is appropriate because I think it held up fairly well for when it came out. Yeah, it looked like it looks really good, especially these starships. <clears throat> like I thought that they were very impressive. Like that's there's a scene where she's like turning it, and she's it's kind of funny. They did then they do the same thing in like Star Trek, one of the newer ones, right? <clears throat> Doesn't something like that happen? Maybe I, like I haven't that, I seen like... any of the newer ones in a long time, actually. Um... Yeah. Anyway, 
Man, I know Sulu left the parking brake on. <laughs> Got some feelings about that, right? <laughs> um, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I really thought that it, uh, it looks really good for like 1990s. Because like there's some stuff like Anaconda comes to my mind where it's just like it's like a disaster what what this stuff looks like. Well, <laughs> well, when you also think about it, Lord of the Rings only came out like what two years later. Yeah, yeah, they were probably so it only came out two years Rings. later. So this is where this is like that time when CGI was really starting to to shift and really starting to change. And again, I always say CGI changes overnight. Sometimes um, it's constantly being you know, changed. Um, but for that time period, like the late nineties going into the, like that's when, you know, like the new star Wars movies were coming out. Those have not aged. All <laughs> <long>. <laughs> uh, it's a little scary. It's a little scary sometimes. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. Whoever worked on the movie, whatever, whoever did the visual effects mixed with practical effects was really, cause some of those bugs, the, the practical effect bugs were really good. Yeah, I, I feel like at this time there was a lot of the like, because like Jurassic Park, it's like a similar thing, right? Where you use a lot of practical mm -hmm. stuff. You know, they use a practical T-Rex, practical Velociraptor, but they mixed it in with other CGI shots for stuff where it was a little more complicated <clears throat> to save them time. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like they they did a good mixture of miniatures and, um, and CGI in this. Because I'm pretty sure that they probably use miniatures for like the starships. And then mm. they just use CGI to like sort of enhance the image you know give give more detail yeah uh because like yeah these starships look really good um so does like we see basically where they take off from is uh seems like they're in an asteroid belt and there's this massive like sort of mega structure surrounding some of these asteroids um <clears throat> and that stuff was like really cool and also like the, they they can they, they they have achieved warp in the civilization basically <laughs> so yeah they're they're really advanced. I mean, I I'm I'm guessing the um the like like uh the the Vulcan were like I think we need to stay away from these guys. <laughs> Let them fight their bugs. Yeah. And, like <laughs> I don't think we want to be a part of that. Need to go this timeline. Like no, this is not the Federation we heard about. Um, yeah, this is a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, funny because there was a few like past episodes like a few episodes where they go back in time and nazis have still taken over basically mm. so it's fitting yeah yeah this is a, this is one of those timelines <laughs> yep um so then so then we see so like there's this whole thing uh i think i think that we get some more stuff with like rico is like trying to become you know uh leader of the squad or whatever and they do all these little different combat training kind of things you know, capture the flag and all this other stuff. Uh, and he proves himself to be pretty, pretty worth it. So then they let him head up a squad. And then we get the scene where Dizzy dumps him. <laughs> like, she does, she does like basically like a FaceTime message. Like, hey, oh, Carmen, Carmen. you know, it's not going to work out. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, damn. Well, there's even a moment. Yeah, there's even a moment where like she starts the, the FaceTime and she gets interrupted. Like someone walks in, I'm like, that was so Xander who walked in during her FaceTime or like during her like video message. I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. And then yeah. it's then it cuts to her in a different room wearing a different outfit. And she's like, Yeah, so basically, um, we're just too different and <laughs> just like soft dumps him. And I think it's funny that him and Ace were kind Ace was kind of like a an adversary or an antagonist when he first gets there, but he's he's eavesdropping as Carmen dumps him and then he's like Oh, bro, that sucks. 
and they become yeah. friends. And they become friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's really harsh. Like that's that sucks. I'm sorry. And they become like bros, and he becomes like his best friend. He does. Yeah, because like in that scene we were talking about, where um, you know, they're they're all in the shower. It's like, hey, what is everyone joined for? Rico doesn't answer, but then Dizzy says, oh, he did it for girl. But then like, oh, was it for you? And then she won't say because the answer is no unfortunately yeah. but you know <laughs> that yeah so then it, that kind of adds to that scene right because they know he joined for her mm-hmm. and, and, they're, and he's been sending her messages too and they're all acting like assholes in the background being like hey i think yeah. she's beautiful or something like that it's something yeah, guy, like guy friends would do to each other yeah oh. there's, there's that great scene where like he he's recording the message and then like a dude just like starts mooning him <laughs> hilarious classy and very very classy very you know well, that's that's how that's how jarheads are um so then we get this other scene so rico you know he's he heads up the squad they're doing this actual like basically live ammunition training <clears throat> what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong so then they kind of set this thing up with this guy who's like from <laughs> so kind of messed up this poor guy he's from like the midwest he's like he's like i was born on a farm blah, 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 you know <laughs> like for real like they set him up as just a total idiot <laughs> And then he gets, and then his helmet like gets stuck like this. He's like, I can't see, I can't see. And then he's like, he's, you know, he he, he he's floundering. He's, he's floundering, and then then someone takes his helmet off. Jody takes his helmet off. He Jody's, tells him, Oh, let me take your helmet off during a live ammunition training session. Um, and you know, someone, you know, friendly fire blasts his head off. Uh, medic. <laughs> But the guy, the guy died. Yeah, his head's gone. You don't need a medic. It's gone. And clearly your advanced medical technology is not that great if you're giving someone an icy hot broken arm. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this guy died. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like really bad. That's like the first really violent moment. And it's very, very jarring. I did not see that coming. I thought it was bad. He was taking his helmet off, but I didn't think it was, I should have known it was going to be that bad because it's a Paul Verhoeven movie. Um, It's brutal, right? It's really brutal. It's very, very brutal. Um, His brains splatter all over the place. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's like, the characters are just as shocked. They're like, oh, that just happened. And it's it's very horrible. It's it definitely and that's not that's the least horrible thing that happens in this movie. So Yeah, totally. Um yeah, so so then they give him administrative punishment, aka you get lashes. <laughs> so they yeah. whip him ten times. Yeah, again, this this is an interesting civilization that they live in. <laughs> You don't get busted down to desk duty. You get whipped in front of a crowd. We're going to whip you. Um, so so then um, we go back to the the stuff that's happening with the, the, the fleet. And they have to do this emergency evasive maneuver because an asteroid is headed towards them. And then we see this thing where basically cut back to the, um, the, the infantry. And Re- Johnny Rico's like, okay, I have to quit. And then we see this thing where, like, one of these other girls who was a part of his squad, she quits because she's just like... Oh, she was the one who uh, shot him. That was her friendly fire, yeah. I, I believe, that um, killed that that poor hick. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, she quit. She was doing it to... I think she was doing it so she could go to college. Something like, like that, yeah. And now yeah. I, who knows what's going to happen to her. Like, she won't be able to vote. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she quits and Johnny's just feeling really bad about everything. So he's like, I gotta, I gotta quit. They didn't want him to leave. They still wanted to keep him in, but he's like, I gotta go. And so then he goes on this FaceTime call with his family. He's like, you know, I, I want to come back. I'm so sorry. It's like, yeah, no, no, it's okay. Come back, come back. We'll set you up with a nice gig. <clears throat> we don't want you to die or whatever. Lose your arm. Um, and meanwhile, <laughs> the thing just cuts off. Yeah, it's like, it's very, it's really creepy because they're like, oh, what's happening? Is there a storm coming? And they're like, like, you see it getting darker on his mom's screen and then his dad's screen. And you're not sure what's happening. Um, but prior, like Carmen's ship, basically, that had to evade that asteroid, realized that it was carrying something bad, basically. Um, and they their communications array was down, so they couldn't contact Earth. They couldn't warn anybody. They're kind of just kind of adrift a little bit. Um, so you have that scene to set up Johnny's call with his parents. And it's very ominous. Yeah. And so then, you know, they get cut, cut off. He doesn't know what happens in those. So he's like, okay, I'm going to chip off. And then everyone starts, the commotion hits. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, we're going to war. We're going to war. And mm-hmm. so the bugs threw this asteroid from their home planet, Clendathu, uh, and it hit Buenos Aires and blew it up. Um, didn't hit, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Didn't hit, um, did, it didn't hit, you know, the seat of the government. They blew up Buenos Aires. Very convenient. I mean, the bugs are smart, but they don't have very good aim, apparently. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so then we get this scene where it's like, you know, ba- basically, um, uh, sort of what happened in the devastation, some like almost like newsreel kind of footage. And, and Buenos like, Aires is gone. <laughs> gone. G-O-N-E. So gone. now it's personal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So kill the bugs. Kill them. <laughs> so goofy. Mm-hmm. So goofy. Um, so yeah, Rico Rico rejoins the military. Or or basically they burn up the thing where he said he was going to quit. And so he's back. Um, and then we get this kind of funny scene. Like basically they're, they're shipped off to go fight the war. And there's this like newscaster kind of guy <laughs> and and he's like you know seeing like all the people that are about to ship out because they like they're about to do a major mission um it's an invasion yeah it's an invasion and everyone's like excited and this you know again they're jarheads yeah um and so the guy says you know some people say that the bugs were provoked by our encroaching into their territory and that a live and let live policy would be preferable <laughs> and then rico comes up he's like like i'm from prisoners and i say we kill them all <laughs> And they get their tattoos. They all get like their masses matching like skull heart tattoos, like death from above or something. Death from above, yeah. Oh my god, it's so cringy. And that's like the first moment with that newscaster that you get the exposition that this might be an intelligent form of life, and that maybe we shouldn't have encroached on their territory and should have just left, and that they continuously are being provoked. Um, Because I get the impression that the bugs um from clandestu hadn't invaded or sent a bug bomb to them before um and that they probably would have been perfectly fine if we had or if they these humans had just stopped invading them um so i kind of feel bad for the bugs honestly <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's pretty you know it seems like like the the humans the federation in this timeline they're like they're expanding and expanding and expanding and there's probably, they probably, these bugs live in some system and around their planet is probably asteroids and some other resources. And the humans are just like expanding into that territory, taking stuff and probably killing bugs on the way. Yeah, killing then, bugs to steal their resources. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. And so then the bugs are like, okay, well, we're going to throw this little rock at you. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So then we get this cool scene where, like, so so Carmen and Johnny meet, and it's Carmen and Xander, and, you know, the, there's some tension there. And tension a, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and there's, like, this stereotypical thing that girls in these movies do who have dumped the main character. Why is he so mad at me? Like, they don't, <laughs> they don't get like yeah. why there's tension they just think oh it's a clean break and he's gonna be fine and there's nothing wrong with what i did yeah it was it was clean for her oh yeah it was totally in she makes it look easy makes it look so yeah. easy so then uh xander and rico get into this fight like xander outranks rico but then he's like oh yeah there's no no need for a rank here and so then they start fighting in this great fight scene <laughs> They're like flipping each other. I just love like how it's just like the football thing. It's super acrobatic. They're flipping each other and shit. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. And Rico actually has a really good line that really once again sets him and Carmen apart, which is like, oh, we do the dying, they do the flying. Yes. That's that's that feels like one of the military the 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 infantry kind of they have these sayings. And that's mm -hmm. like one of their main ones. Uh, and then then Dizzy later says, uh what is it? Uh, fleet and and infantry don't mix. Yeah, they don't mix. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, they all get their tattoos, death from above, and then they're they're off. And we get this scene where they're about to do an invasion of Clindathu. That invasion scene was really good. That was yeah. very good. And Ace it's, freezes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, this this whole thing is effed up from. the jump oh right? yeah so they're they're going our their starships are coming down and then the the bugs are shooting this plasma um and the military's the freaking stupid military intelligence oh yeah it's just it's just gas it's nothing not dangerous hmm. um yeah it's, it's literally their butts it's literally bug butt plasma yeah it's a butt bomb. <laughs> which actually in nature there are some bugs who shoot bug shit out of their butts <laughs> as a defense mechanism did they not read any science textbooks about bugs? <laughs> yeah, you can see a lot of the time the, the bugs are smarter. Like, the bugs kind of get it more. Well, they also just outnumber them. They can probably reproduce a lot faster. They're probably born to do, like, the the soldier bugs, basically. The one, the big ones that we really see who really do all of, like, the killing. Um, those, are, they're, those are clearly made for battle or defense in some way. Um, and we're just they're not as breakable as humans are. Like yeah. this movie really shows you just against something like this, how breakable and fragile we are. Um, like there's a line from The Good Place uh, that Ted Danson's character has where he's like, you humans are just full of toothpicks and goo, basically, yeah. with how brittle we are. And these things, it takes forever to, to put one down. Like by the time you put one down, there's like a thousand more. Yeah, and th there's this other scene where they where it's like Neil Patrick Harris's character, and he talks about like you know even if you take out some of their limbs, they're so like eight, it says like eighty six percent effective, mm -hmm. still fighting. <clears throat> you want to so go for like them. the brain stem or something like that. Shoot them in the brain stem. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Um, Watch me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing's in a cage. <laughs> yeah, um, totally one sided. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, these bugs are like way outsmarting the humans, and uh, they totally overplayed their hand in this invasion. So the, these, this plasma is actually, pla it's pretty much artillery fire. Mm -hmm. And it starts blowing up these <clears throat> these ships. So we see Carmen has to do evasive maneuvers and try and uh, get them out of danger. 
Um, and meanwhile, we see, uh, yeah, these scenes with like the 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 ships being shot by the plasma. I thought looked really good. Still, yeah, that looked really really good. I, I like how at first it's almost like a it's like a a, a distraction from the bugs because it hasn't destroyed anything yet. They're kind of like, oh, it's actually kind of pretty and it's kind of cool looking and stuff like that. And then you just see one of the ships get hit and it starts like going down. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive. Um, and yeah, these ships look great. They look really good mm-hmm. uh, in this in this film. Um, so yeah, so then the infantry finally lands and like uh, they they see the bugs shooting the stuff out of their butt <laughs> or whatever. And so then they they blow them up with RPGs. Um, and then we see just like some brutal murders. Oh yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it is brutal. So we see a guy get ripped apart. Like this whoosh, ripped in half, mm-hmm. straight up. Um, and then we see the woman who wanted to like have kids. She falls into a, a bug trap, like a little mm-hmm. trap hole, like a like a spider trap. And we don't really see like like I'm sure her death was not fun. I'm sure it was gross. And what I find interesting too is that they're not even like eating them. You know how like with bugs, they kind of you think, oh, they're probably just gonna eat us and like rip us apart and stuff like that. They're literally just leaving carnage in their wake. There's, it's almost like the humans have nothing to offer them. Not even like a food source. Yeah, it's like, you guys are scum. Get away from us. We're gonna Exactly. Kill you. You're the bugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the bugs, um, they have, they're really, so like they have, they basically have like this pincer jaw and they have maybe like six legs and then they have these appendages that are like, um, they basically used to stab and kill people. <laughs> They're stabby stabbies. <laughs> yeah. So they like like you see a guy get stabbed like with, with these little appendages, like and it like goes through his his, his neck. And, it, and then like we see the TV reporter get get killed by one of them. He's <laughs> eaten live on air. His his cameraman keeps filming it too. <laughs> and Rico's yeah. like, No, you gotta get out of here. You gotta get yeah, out yeah. of here. Are you crazy? Yeah. I think that I think that I think the, 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 the camera guy gets eaten too at some point. Yeah. Um and so then you know, Rico, he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out. And so he's like, you know, he's like firing on these bugs. And then one of them, he almost takes it out. But then like the husk of this dying bug, like it like pincers him right in the in the knee, like right in his thigh and just like, you know, immobilizes him pretty much. And he's he's trying to like hold him off. But we kind of basically it seems like he's doomed or demised or whatever. Something bad happened. Yeah. Thank God I missed that artery. <laughs> yeah. With how big it was, it's just, I'm, I'm always kind of like a, a stickler for things like that. I'm like that totally would have destroyed his artery, and he just would have bled out in seconds. But it's Rico, so obviously he's got super arteries. So yeah, he's got a he's got plot armor, so he's got to live. Um, so yeah, what do you think of this whole scene? Like this this was pretty intense, right? Oh, it was really good. It was very good. You know, it was brutal. It sets up just how outnumbered the humans are and just how much better at killing the bugs are. Like, there's again, there's more of them. They have caverns. They can come from above you, beneath you. Um, it's it's a super intense scene. And the only character, honestly, I was worried about was Ace because I really liked Ace's character. Because, again, he goes from being just, like, this bro. I mean, he stays a bro pretty much throughout the whole thing. Um, I just really liked how he was there for Johnny when he got dumped. And I thought that was a really good character moment for him. Um, I was worried when he froze because I was like, oh, he's going to get what he wanted. He's going to get leadership over Johnny and he's going to die after he freezes. Um, and he doesn't. So I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, like Paul Verhoeven, like when he decides to show some brutal kind of violence, 
it is violent. They even have a scene earlier where I get where there was like a Mormon um, transport ship basically that landed there and they were going to bring like Mormonism to like this asteroid belt. And like there's a newsreel of just bodies everywhere and they just got decimated by the bugs. Oh my God. They're like trying to convert the bugs to Mormonism. They were, gonna, they were just going to bring Mormonism to the galaxy. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is wow. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> a Mormon colony was just was massacred by the bugs. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Um yeah, so so then we get this more newsreel footage of like stuff about what happened at this battle. Said a hundred thousand people died in one hour. That's pretty intense as far That's as battle brutal. standards go. That is brutal. <laughs> so the human plan was pretty bad. It was off. Yeah. This so is going to we... be like their their retaliation with like Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? This was like their Pearl Harbor moment and or their invasion of like Normandy or something like that. <laughs> it went totally tits up. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like if, if there was it was D-Day, but then like there was just we Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they knew it was coming and they had there were Nazis, there were Nazis in holes and Nazis coming out of holes. That's basically what happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Sky Marshal which I guess is the name of the, the head of the government. He, Sky Marshal Dean, resigns in disgrace because uh, his plan failed epically, epically. Interesting how there was a um, uh, peaceful transition of power with that. They just take <laughs> hands and she takes over. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even these, these, these like space Nazis, they can do transitions of power. Very. Hands, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> We weren't winning with Sky Marshal team. <laughs> no, he he totally messed it up. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, like he gets replaced by a black woman. So it's it's you know again, this is a civic nationalistic kind of society. I was just gonna say, the old white dude got replaced by a black lady, <laughs> and she has she has a different plan. Oh, um, yeah. so then we get this cool. So Crossfire was a thing. I don't know if you, if you remember Crossfire. My parents didn't um, watch it, but I knew what it was. Yeah, so we get we get the Federation crossfire in this commercial, which is kind of funny. Um, and then they're arguing. It's it's you know it's the class. I in this is I don't even know what the two sides would be. I don't I don't think there's like actual liberal people in this society. Honestly. No, there's there's not. There's no left. There's no right. But there's still opposition, which I think is interesting. There's still opposition within this Federation of how to do things. Um, there's no one way of doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I know what they're arguing about. I just don't know why. <laughs> because clearly right, yeah. you haven't you've taken the time to to dissect a bug. Okay, great. You know, it's anatomy. You know this bug's anatomy, but this is a very um diverse species, almost as diverse as human beings. We have little bugs, we got big bugs, we got brain bugs, we got flying bugs, we got creepy crawly bugs. That's just like five different types of bugs in this this one yeah. like, you know, species basically um which again bugs on earth are just as diverse so i don't know why they weren't studying the bugs on earth to understand these bigger bugs um but yeah but clearly that kind of shows that more money goes into or whatever they use as money goes into military than it does maybe research and development um but yeah that's when those two people are having their argument and they're just like we must understand the bug and he's like i don't need to understand a bug i just kill it <laughs> Yeah, he says, I find the idea of a bug that thinks offensive. Um, Which I think a lot of people might actually think, like, why would you think a bug has consciousness or whatever? But clearly it does. Yeah, I mean, well, 
don't know. That just makes me think of like be like be like how the bee civilization works. Um, or ants. Oh man, ants. Ants are like really ants are ants are like crazy. When you like go deep into like what how they exist and how there are different kind types of ants, and how their colonies work. They have a society. It's, they have a they have a, a hierarchy. There's different levels of it, and it's why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really makes you realize like they, you know, um, we're not the end all be all on this planet. Um, if we were gone, they would thrive. I mean, they are oh, still yeah. thriving, but when they intersect with us, sometimes they, they don't come out on top. <laughs> um, yeah, and the same thing with with bees. Bees are like bees are crazy. Like like the way. Like the, I, I I remember seeing this thing like like how like let's say that a bee colony their queen dies, um, the the hive will collectively like create a new queen like not democratically it just like it just it just happens and then one of them will like spit up the what they call the royal jelly and then the bee will eat it and then it will turn transform into a queen you know I mean that's pretty, back. that's pretty cool to me <laughs> it's really cool it's really cool when you realize like whoa like these these things are smart that's like, <laughs> instinct but it's also and i think it's intelligent yeah and they're totally different from us and then yeah i don't know have you ever seen like the um like the murder hornets like those things i heard about the murder murder hornets i it's a it was a filler episode of 2020 um <laughs> but i didn't read too much about them i was just like oh okay great <laughs> i would i would recommend so there's it, you can probably find it on youtube um there's this one it's kind of messed up honestly if the more i thought about it but like they they showed like how how brutal these these things are uh and so they did this thing where they and they're, they're like massive they're like the size of your thumb like they're massive um, didn't that one guy let himself get stung by it i'm just, maybe yeah i sorry i didn't mean to derail you go on <laughs> yeah no but like they're they're a scary kind of bug honestly <laughs> um and so they in the one of these discovery channel things they like showed how when they interact with like the African honeybees that we have here, they they are like unstoppable basically. And so they did this thing, and this is kind of messed up because then you realize like they basically what they did was they they set up these they they set up these uh these these murder hornet wasps to attack a colony of African honeybee. Yeah, and oh, so please. yeah, well well they did it for this documentary basically, and so they they set up these these African honeybees to be massacred by yeah, and and they show and it's like they were literally unstoppable. Like the African honeybee could do nothing to stop these these hornets, and they said within like three hours they killed the entire colony, killed all of them, ate all the larvae, killed the queen, decimated them. It was like it was like five of them killed the entire colony by themselves. Um, that is and the, so horrible. It, it's horrible, but like, yeah, and they recorded this whole massacre, basically, of this this African honeybee colony being killed, and like, you see them, like, literally, the the <laughs> the hornet would like chop their head off. It would bite their the heads off of the of the honeybees. It would like take on five of them at a time and just cut their heads off, kill them, and then yeah, just just go in. You see them eating the larvae, just like taking them taking them out of the hive. Um, but they showed that because in Japan, the Japanese honeybee has this defense mechanism where what it'll do is they will, they'll, um, basically they'll, they'll lure the, the hornet in. Cause like the hornet, they'll scout pretty much, right? They'll scout for like, oh, there's a, there's a, a hive here that we can attack. So when the scout comes in, 
the bees will like kind of lure them in with the scent or something and then they just pounce on them and then they like all move really quickly and then they literally fry the the scout to death good uh, yeah <laughs> that's the that's the japanese defense mechanism good for the japanese yeah. honeybee kill those murder hornets yeah yeah it, it's an and you know that what's scary is like they're saying that they somehow got into north america <laughs> and they would be an invasive species and so they would again that's why you know how, how crazy it is seeing them kill these african they there is nothing that stands a chance against these things i think we need to import some japanese honeybees <laughs> yeah yeah so, so yeah um yeah like nature nature is scary brutal. nature is very brutal brutal um, yeah, so then, you know, we, we catch up with, with uh, what's happened at the end of this massacre of humans by these insects. And so um, they were just like looking through, uh, Carmen's looking through all the uh, KIA. And they say like, they kill everyone. The bugs kill everyone. They don't leave anyone alive. They don't take any prisoners. They just kill you. Kill, kill, kill. And Rico is listed as dead. And so it's like, oh, he died. I'm sad. Maybe I shouldn't have dumped him. And then he wouldn't have, you know, thrown himself into battle or something. Yeah, it's not totally her fault, but I'm just saying no, she's a dick. <laughs> she's a little, yeah, she's a little scummy. Um, but then we see Rico is still alive, and he's in this like Luke Skywalker regeneration tank. I thought that scene was really good, actually. When you're seeing the, um, this is the good medical technology that they have. Um, when you're seeing his thigh get like knitted back together, basically, I thought that was pretty good. That that held up very well. That was cool. That whole thing was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, and yeah, like you're saying, it's it's threading his his knee back together. Yeah, you just see the bone, you see the muscle, and everything like that, and the tendons, and it was just a really good scene. Yeah, yeah. Paul really well doesn't like scenes with like with with like repairing the body as much as as much as he tears bodies apart in his films. He definitely shows them being brought back. Like with RoboCop is a really good example of that. Um, or Hollow Man when you're seeing him like go invisible for the first time and you see his um, nervous system basically um what that was a really good part of that as well yeah it, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of uh you know earlier you know when we first did start doing reviews of stuff like the um cronenberg films mm. like uh videodrome like that kind of fusion of technology you know the heat, like bodies body parts like actual flesh yeah yeah so that that stuff was really cool um so yeah so then rico uh and and dizzy and uh, Ace, they join a new squad, the Roughnecks. <laughs> Roughnecks. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't, and, and then he says, I only have one rule. Everyone fights. No one quits. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Like, or we'll get a public execution. You will. We and really he, says, no <laughs> he says, he says, I'll do it myself. I will kill you myself. And he does. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing was pretty badass. Like when when he shows up and it's it's. Oh, Michael Ironside is just so badass. <laughs> Even when he's a bad guy, like he's one of my favorite parts of Total Recall. I'm not gonna lie, like he's he's just so good. Oh, and yeah. um, what was it? He was in another one that we watched. Yeah, he was in Scanners. Scanners. Yep. I'm gonna suck your brain out. <laughs> Actually, it says that again in here. <laughs> my yep. brain sucking. Um. So yeah. So now they have a new strategy. The you know the. The new, uh, whatever they call like the, the head of the government. So basically they're going to like attack the outlining planets and then go into Clendathu uh, instead of like just invading Clendathu because they got their asses kicked. So, and they're also going to use the uh, Air Force to basically glass the planet and then 
infantry is going to come and take out what's left. So, yeah, and then we see, we basically see that happen in action. We see a planet, there's all these soldier bugs, they get bombed, uh, and then, you know, Rico and his squad come in, and they're, you know, basically killing what's left. Mm-hmm. You know, some bugs come in, and we see him shoot, <laughs> and there's this great scene, like, the guy's shooting this bug, and, like, he see, like, you can see its eye looking at him, and he's, like, shooting it in the eye, all this green stuff's floating at him. Yeah, and Johnny does his like cowboy thing where he jumps on top of it and he's just like blasting it and Casper Van Dien's just getting <laughs> all this goo thrown at him. There's so much goo in this movie. I feel like there's an equal parts goo and equal parts fake blood. Yeah. Um, it doesn't like, no, I don't think that's when Dizzy throws a grenade or something like that. But yeah, he kills like this giant bug that blasts shit. Yeah. So we get, oh, we see- like the lava bug. It like shoots yeah. like, not fire, but it's, uh, it's basically kind of like how like the xenomorphs blood is acid basically mm-hmm. um and one girl like lose that was a good special effect when she half her body gets like melted off basically yeah it just burns her arm off uh and these things are big these, these yeah. bugs because they can also dig so it digs like out of the ground mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and then it has some kind of like thing on its head forehead that creates some kind of a i don't know if you call it a flamethrower or a magma spray yeah probably like a magma spray or something like that yeah and so then rico like you're saying he does this cowboy thing he's riding it like a bull or whatever and then he like shoots a hole into it and my side's like that's my kind of man <laughs> yeah yeah it's like super impressive um again like you know it's the the football stuff coming handy he's able oh, yeah. to do these acrobatics and all this shit uh and so then you know at at the end um rico becomes corporal he gets he gets uh, promoted, and then Dizzy becomes his squad leader, uh, and then they have a party. They have this little like party, like hey, let's celebrate. We yeah, they like, have a kegger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have a kegger, and there's a uh, they 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 get beer, they get footballs, and a, and a what was it like a cello, violin? No, it was a vi- yeah, it was like an electric violin. Ace is playing. Yeah, Ace is playing an electric violin, which means yeah. he's sensitive, right? <laughs> which he is. <laughs> Yeah, he's a very interesting character, like you're saying. There's all these interesting things about him that we get. Yeah, he's like a he's he's a badass, but he's also like he plays the violin. He's there for his friend who's not even really a friend at the time. And like he's like, Yeah, dude, get together with her. She's kind of better than your last one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Um, yeah, and so um yeah, Rico kind of does this thing where he kinda like brushes her off and then Um, and then, yeah, she starts dancing with the other guy. What's this guy's name? Oh, I think his, yeah, his name is like Sugar or something like that. Sugar yeah. Watkins. She's dancing with him. And then, um, you know, Resnick's like, like, if I could give you one piece of advice, never like, never pass up a good thing. Yeah. Like, dude, she's been there since like the beginning. Like, yeah. And he, again, he just totally doesn't like, um, okay. So I think now is a good time to sort of talk about, um, I guess like the things that dizzy did to get with him like how like would you do you think that their relationship is like romantic or is it just crazy like where where would you put it um i think it's combination of you know like he realized it too late i still don't think he was like totally in love with dizzy um like that that was just totally wouldn't have been believable sorry my dog was doing something cute um but you know like she's it's it's kind of sad because she's just kind of there. She's just kind of there, and there's a celebration, and he's finally kind of like, you know, you're kind of cool, but I'm still kind of hung up on my last girlfriend. 
Um, I don't think I don't think it was like romantic. I thought it was kind of eh, okay. Yeah, I like I like her more than I like Carmen. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. I think some of her motives are are questionable because there's that whole like like the stop flirting with another girl's boyfriend. Like like I don't like that, and that's kind of one of those things where I'm just like. Mm back off Disney just a little bit yeah yeah she's she is like openly trying to like snatch him but notice Carmen's not jealous of Dizzy like at all they're totally different right they're totally Carmen's not jealous of Dizzy because she doesn't actually love Johnny yeah so she's she's kind of like okay with it yeah she's also like she's she's like you said she's a careerist like she's all about her career that's and what she's really about. And in some ways, so is Dizzy. Like, Dizzy would have ended up somewhere similar, I'm sure, if, she, if it hadn't been for Johnny. But, like, she, he's, it's also his fault she kind of dies, too. Oh, um, well, the whole thing, right? Like, she got into where she was because of him. She wanted to be close. Because she knew, like, okay, look, if I... It's kind of it's weird, you know? It's like, if I hover around enough... If I hover around long enough, he'll notice me, but it's not, he doesn't actually notice her until, well, it's that moment when he's in like the Luke Skywalker pod where she like kisses the glass and he kind of smiles at her and he's kind of like, okay, that was really nice. Um, she's she's kind of just second best and that's really mean, but. It, it like really sucks for like, the more I think about it, it's like, holy shit, this, this, this poor, poor woman, like deserve she was, better. She was pretty obsessed though. Yeah, she was she was very thirsty. Like not because, was, and that doesn't mean she deserve her character deserves to die. Because I feel like ca- a character trope for characters like this is they do end up dying. Um, they're so hard up on this guy that they'll do anything, and it eventually leads to their demise. Um, I wish they hadn't killed her off. Personally, I thought that was a bad move. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We can't predict what characters you know will end up liking the most. Yeah. Yeah, no, really. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, and the actress, she was really good in the role. What was her name? Uh Dinah Dinah Meyer. Yeah, she's she was really good. No, and she looked the part. She looked badass. She looked like she could kick someone's ass, you know what I mean? Carmen looks like she'll just yeah. fall apart under pressure. Yeah, totally, totally. Um it, it's sort of tra- like she, her character is very kind of tragic, really. It's really tragic. She's also like that character that like she's like a Vasquez character in Aliens, you know, she like she can hang out with the boys. She's cool. She she's yes. one of us kind of a thing exactly exactly um yeah and so again they they finally get together they like you know they have sex in this in this awkward my god thing I, in the I gives his approval to have 20 more minutes <laughs> yeah. that was great he's like we have a meeting in 10 minutes he's like who's there with you it's like oh it's me sir okay make it 20 <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> that didn't kill the mood surprisingly for either of them i mean i don't think anything could kill the mood for disney she's been after that She's been after that that chiseled face for like forever, basically. That's what it seems like. It seems like oh, they've yeah. they've just known each other forever, and she's just like pining for him, lusting oh, yeah. for him. Definitely. Um. Yeah. And then we get this other cool scene. So they're like off. Uh. I think they basically they get called to um to like save some people. It's like a rescue mission. Yeah. It's like an outpost or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an outpost that needs to be rescued. Uh. And then we see these flying bugs. They get ambushed by the flying bugs. And it takes out an officer. It just grabs him and it's like, you know, killing him. And it's 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 really like kind of scary because it takes him somewhere and it's like stinging him or something. Yeah, it's like stabbing him a bunch of times, basically, but leaving but leaving him alive. Uh, yeah. And, and so then Resnick gets the sniper and he's like aiming, and then he like shoots the guy in the head. 
Yeah, it's one of those like mercy kill moments that you get in movies like this. I'd ask you to do the same for me. Yep. Uh, uh, so now that this guy's dead, Rico becomes acting sergeant. Um, so they find the outpost, and they see like they dug like the bugs dug into the outpost to ambush him. Yeah. And every everyone's dead. Um, other than they find this uh the general, who's hiding like in a can basically. Yep. And he's lost it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's totally uh he's totally lost it. Uh, and then they find out the distress call is a trap, and they're about to get attacked. Um. By you know, uh, you know, thousands of bugs basically. Yep. Uh, and so then they need evac, so they call for evac, but it's 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 a ways away. Uh, and so then yeah, the bugs come at him, and then you know he says, "Come on, you apes, you want to live forever?" Yeah, we got some stereotypical like sergeant moments basically, or leader moments. Yeah. So what do you think of this the scene with where they're fighting all these bugs? It was, it was again, it was pretty intense, especially that one shot when you see all the bodies of the aliens piling up. And they're just crawling over them. And they've basically made like a ladder for themselves yeah. to get in easier. Um, yeah, really brutal. You know, still super violent. Um, again, good, good use of special effects. I think there's a moment where Johnny's looking out over something and he just sees them coming, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> this is too much for us." Yeah, yeah, it's it's super brutal. Um, and again, we get some more like. Like they kill the shit out of some people. Like we mm. get a bunch of people like trying to run away, and then they get stabbed uh, with the little pincers. Mm-hmm. Um, and people getting eaten and stuff, and it's just so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, these flying bugs in the scene! Like they decapitate a guy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gross. They're really a force to be reckoned with. Like they just, you just keep seeing like different levels of like what kind of different bugs they have, basically, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, on air, like these things are big. Like these things are probably like 20, 30 feet long. Yeah, they're pretty big. And they probably they probably weigh I don't know, a ton or so. Like yeah, that, just, that's a Just think of the largest shark, great white shark you've ever seen. Now imagine if that size was flying above your head. Yeah, Sharknado or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it it is yeah, and and but then imagine that thing, yeah, that thing flying. Yeah, totally. Like you're saying, like that's oh, crazy. Yeah. A flying shark or whatever um yeah and then we see the general get killed like one of these these things the flying bugs gets killed and then it just lands on him and kills him um and then so so their evac comes and it's xander and uh what's her name carmen um and then we unfortunately see dizzy get killed she's like she like throws a grenade or something she like throws a grenade yeah she she throws a grenade she thinks she's got it and then she turns her back on it and then of course the slow motion tells us what will happen next um they have Johnny's dramatic car or does he get out of there or something? Yeah. Like, I kind of can't. And she gets stabbed like a few times and yeah, it's just gets... kind of throwing her around. Yeah. <laughs> kind of have like that Jaws moment where it's just like shaking her a whole bunch. She and gets then, ragdolled. Yeah. yeah. She gets ragdolled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they shoot one of its limbs off and it drops her basically, but it's mm-hmm. still like in her chest. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, and that those again, those pincers are like tiny in comparison to what this thing like. These things are killing machines. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like Re- Resnick gets gets attacked. Like the digging bugs dig under him and they like rip his legs off. Yep, and that's when he like gives like uh, Johnny his gun and says, "You know what to do." And he shoots. You know what to do. He's like, "I don't want." Him. He's like, "Do what?" <laughs> he kills him. <laughs> yeah, just so brutal um yeah and then and then like so then they finally get on the evac they they take off and then dizzy is like dying and like one of the last things she says is like you know it's all it's all right because i got to have you oh that's so sad 
It's very sad. It's very, very sad. It's very sad. Um, yeah, and then she just dies. Um, yeah, she couldn't get into the Luke Skywalker thing, get repaired. But yeah, it sucks seeing her die because, like, yeah, she's she's one of the most likable characters. Yeah, she's sure. definitely one of the more likable characters, and it kind of sucks because honestly, he could have killed Carmen, and I wouldn't have cared. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been great if they sucked her brains out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then this is like where he says the line again. Mi does the dying, fleet does the flying. It's just like you guys, because then he says like, "Hey, you guys need to like bomb the planet," and they're like, "Oh no, we have another plan. Yeah, we'll do something else." <laughs> He's just like pissed off. Um, yeah, and so so then they have this this they are gonna do this mission on that planet again because that's where they think the brain bug is, and so they're gonna go and you know again they there's this whole kind of. Didn't they do the same thing to Spock? Like the way when he died, they like shot him off into space in his casket. Yeah, they shot him off onto uh, the Genesis planet where they where he landed. It was very symbolic, you know, with death comes life and all that other stuff. But yeah, they shot him off in like a torpedo tube, basically. Yeah, with, with Dizzy, she gets a like a big send off, like the you know the twelve gun salute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the all the big big wigs are there, um, and you know that's that's it for her. She gets shot off. We see her. Uh, her casket gets shot, shot off into space. He gives this nice little speech for her. And then, you know, they, you know, he meets up again with uh, Neil Patrick Harris and he's, he's like a higher up, you know, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he works for like intelligence, basically. He, he basically looks like he's, he's the, what do they call the SS? He looks like an SS officer. It's a shade lighter, you know, by co- that, but he's even got, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he's in that leather jacket with that, uniform and he, he looked like that that was the most nazi looking thing <laughs> like these kind of like okay with him no subtlety no, no subtlety, subtlety. He he's not on a poster or anything like that yeah yeah he make him look like an ss officer straight up well, yeah even carmen's uniform looks very ss too but he looks like you know goebbels basically yeah he, well, he looks like goebbels absolutely totally um or like yeah I, i've been watching i watched this movie like there was this guy they called him the Butcher of Prague. This this dude, this German dude, kind of looks like him. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, like they they are like super Nazified. Um, and so yeah, but they, but he's like, okay, we got we got to go back to P, the planet that they were on, where they got ambushed because the brain bugs there. We're gonna do this, you know, operation. And he's like, you know, people died, so what? Basically, he 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 set up that mission for them to get killed because yeah. it got the more information. And he's like, you don't, you know what? They're, they outnumber us. So like, I got to make these decisions, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. 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 He's a, um, and so then, then we get the scene where Rico gets reinforcements and they're like preteens. They're like tweens or something. Yep. <laughs> Which is like, okay. Um, I guess like, they, great. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, does so, he like the leader of the Roughnecks too, or something like that? They call him Rico's Roughnecks. <laughs> Rico's Roughnecks. Yeah, he has to take over because you know Resnick is dead. He gave his body, he gave his whole life to the, uh, gave his arm, he gave his legs, and he gave his life mm-hmm. to the Federation. Um, yeah, so they're doing this other mission, and then Carmen's ship gets destroyed by the plasma bugs. I thought this scene was like really well done. When you see the ship break in half, mm-hmm. it was impressive. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that, like, Rico's, not father figures, but his, like, his mentors are all, like, basically male. Um, And 
Resnick dies a really horrible death, like getting pinned in half, basically, and then getting his legs ripped off. Um, and then something similar happens to um, Carmen's like fake, like leadership. Oh, leadership. Yeah. And it's also a woman, so it's got that like kind of mother father figure. Mm-hmm. Like the Federation is your mother and your father, and we are the representatives of that. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? I forget who that character was. Um, I forget her yeah. name, but I know the actress really well. Oh, you do. What else have you seen her in? Oh, she was. Um, well, she did all the voiceovers for Desperate Housewives. Um, she was Mary Alice or something like that. Um, she is the catalyst for everything that happens pretty much in that show. And um, she remains a character um, by being the narrator of Desperate Housewives. And that's, that show is hit or miss for me, but it's actually got some pretty good moments in it. Um, what else has she been in? She's just a, she was a character in Seinfeld. Um, she was really good in that. Oh, what else? Can't really remember at the moment. I, I never remember her name. Yeah, apparently she's in Spaceballs. <laughs> Um, let me see. So yeah, uh, Brenda Strong. Brenda Strong. Okay. And yeah, she's been in some other. So she 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 does looks like she does a lot of uh, a lot of television. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, and this she gets like she gets crushed under this. Uh, what, what would you what would you call the thing? Like a sliding door, like or like a one of those like blast doors or whatever. Yeah. So it's like she falls down conveniently right in the center of it. <laughs> Yeah, that felt very Paul Verhoeven to me. Like, like let's let's if someone's gonna die, let's make it brutal, right? Yeah. <laughs> no easy deaths. <laughs> like you're gonna get a brutal, brutal, horrific. Yeah, especially like these these uh the 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 mentor characters. <laughs> like <laughs> yes, especially the mentor characters. But I like that moment they get to like the escape pod and they go zooming out and everything, and you see like all the ships getting blasted. Yeah. <laughs> Just can't get over like her. And she's like, whoops, I fell. Let me get cut, cut in half. Like, yep. <laughs> so Paul Verhoeven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the two of them are able to escape Xander and, and Carmen. But they end up in, like, some really dangerous territory. And they get surrounded by bugs. And the bugs, they, again, they don't kill them. Uh, which is, you know, kind of a sign, like a bad sign, right? Yeah, this is not good. Uh, and then, you know, they get brought somewhere. Um, and so then Rico kind of, like... He he hears their their signal, um, and then you know he's like trying to uh, think of what to do, but you know their their <clears throat> their mission is not to save them. Yeah, they gotta stay on mission. They gotta stay on mission, but then they get in the caves, and then he decides. Well, he decides. We'll figure out later why he does uh, to go and try and save Carmen. Um, and then we get this scene like with the brain bug, like this. That was, a, pretty... that was one of the nastiest looking things I've ever seen. <laughs> so okay. Gross. So, yeah. What did you think of this whole thing? Like, when, when it sucks his brains out and all this oh, shit? Oh, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Like, and then they switched from it being the actor to being, like, a practical effect. And you see it hollowing out. It was very grotesque. Very grotesque. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that was, like, <clears throat> pretty impressive. Uh, I really like that practical brain bug thing. Yeah. Like, the, like, 12 eyes or whatever. And it's got this little thing that it uses to suck people's brains out yeah it's really nasty nasty yeah yeah um that was one of the most impressive kind of things um yeah <laughs> yeah it sucks this dude's brains out it's like crazy oh and both carmen and johnny's new love interests die really horrific deaths <laughs> i i feel like xander's death is way worse terrible yeah i feel like it was his was way worse yeah yeah it, it was way worse i <sighs> Oof, getting yeah. your brain sucked out, having something like 
and you're conscious the whole time. It's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but then Carmen, like, she kind of like fights back. She like slashes the things like appendage or whatever. Uh, and then Rico and them kind of find where they're at. And then they, they like, they're able to like fight off a bunch of these bugs. They like get a, one of these like RPG nuke things and blow up part of the, uh, the cavern but then they're like hey hey we found the bug we found the bug we found the brain bug it's, it's in this location yeah for a big bug it can move pretty fast <laughs> yeah yeah uh it must have had a lot of little feet like <laughs> just like sliding across the floor yeah yeah um and then so then they captured the brain bug and then it's uh what's his name clancy brown uh captured the brain bug clancy brown suddenly reappears and he's like yeah. a hero yeah he's <laughs> he like a hero now. um he catches the bug, and then we find out that uh, Neil Patrick Harris was like psychically telling Rico where to go, which is why you he told me to find Carmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also then then we get this other great meme where he's like, "Was it was it thinking? Was it feeling?" And he's like, "It's afraid." <laughs> and then everyone cheers too. It's not they don't know he's saying an awe that a bug is feeling fear. It is feeling an emotion. They're just happy that it's afraid. <laughs> That's such a great point. Yeah. To me, when that happened, I was like, yeah, they're the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Are we the baddies? Yeah, we're the bad guys in this movie. We are definitely the bad guys. Like, we invaded their space. We invaded their territory. We killed their young. We killed their, their, their other bug soldiers or whatever. Didn't take the time to learn anything about them. Assumed they were stupid killing machines with no intelligence. We're the bad guys. Yeah, we're the stupid killing machines. Yeah. We're the bugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so then it ends with this like recruiting commercial, and it's like more like we need more people, blah blah blah, and like you know we got the brain bug, and we're learning new stuff all the time, and they're like probing it. Yeah, and they're shocking it and torturing it. It's really sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then like we get the stuff like like v, you need to be like Rico, and like you know it's him. We want you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and then Carmen is like, you know, yeah, they're all like rising up in the ranks because everyone else is dead. <laughs> like all their all their mentors are dead, all their friends are dead. Which again goes along with the same theme. Is like they're just cannon fodder, you know. How long did they live after the movie ended? That's what I want to know. I mean, I would think not very. Uh, mm. I, I feel like Carmen could make it longer than than like like it, when you're in the infantry, you're gonna die, right? <laughs> After the movie ended, I predict that Rico died fairly soon after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to live forever? <laughs> you won't. Oh my god, this movie's crazy. It is. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah, that was the that was the whole film. So, what do you think? Do you think it held up? Do you feel like it uh, it it looked just as good and felt just as good as back when it came out in the nineties? Yeah, I think if not better. Um, just because I feel like at least I, I watched it on Amazon. So I'm assuming maybe it might have been digitally remastered because parts of it just look mm. too clean. Um, yeah, they, they shot it on 35. And so they probably did do there's like a 4K of it. Yeah. So and so, so yeah, yeah, they probably did a pass. Yeah. So the, the visual effects hold up fairly well. You know, acting aside is just not great. <laughs> but um, I liked most of the characters. I didn't really care about Johnny all that much, honestly. Um, he was. <laughs> I just didn't care. He was just a jarhead who was in love with the wrong woman, basically. Um, and Carmen sucked. <laughs> Although I get her motivations, at least as a character. Yeah. Um, she's career driven. She's very intelligent and, quite frankly, smarter than Johnny. They show that. They show that he. She's smarter. Um, and he's I'm also. Dumb. 
yeah, he's he's a dummy. <laughs> and I'm also wondering if in this society that definitely affected her decision making on terminating their relationship. If maybe they choose uh, um, their mates or their partners based on intelligence and not just necessarily on physical strength. So I'm wondering if that played a part in her decision making. Because like, clearly, yep. Yeah, because like, right, if you think about, okay, if this is a place where like, you know, basically the Nazis won. They want is, the best is, for the best. Yeah, is this uh, type of, you know, I forget what the term is for that. Like when you're, when you're like trying to like, you know, manipulate the human gene pool. To eugenics? Like better. Yeah, eugenics. Exactly, eugenics. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, it, you know, that's a good, because like there is a line, there could, eugenics could still totally be a thing. Well, yeah, Nazis played a huge part in eugenics. Um, Nazi sympathizers believed in eugenics. Um, the guy who invented like Kellogg's cereal was like an early Nazi sympathizer, and he believed in eugenics. Um, so it's a, it's kind of a big deal. So I'm assuming that continued with the you know reproduction process of this society. And Xander is the opposite of of Johnny, and Dizzy is perfect for Johnny because they think the same and I'm assuming scored similarly. Um, so, so yeah. And Dizzy going back to characters, Dizzy was great. And so was Ace. Those are, those are my two favorite characters. Cause if it was just about Dizzy and Ace, I would have probably enjoyed it. Enjoyed the characters more. So do you feel like, uh, so would you say for sure, this is like a satire. It's satirizing this type of society. Yeah. It's not glorifying Nazism. It's not glorifying the military in any way. If anything, it's telling, it's showing you how wasted, you are sometimes and what Nazis really thought of just their run of the mill soldier. Um, and that you were serving a greater whole by dying basically. And a lot of people believe that and believed it. Um, but yeah, I think it was definitely making fun of them. I don't think it was trying to glorify it in, in any way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so why do you, why do you think there weren't any like direct kind of sequels where on the same level, the same kind of budget, because it was campy, because it's definitely campy, um, and because I, Paul Verhoeven just doesn't strike me as a type of like serialized kind of director. I feel like he tells a story, except for I don't know if he directed the fault. Didn't RoboCop have a few sequels? Yeah, I they were uh, directed by him. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of sequels. I don't know, maybe he did RoboCop too. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't do any of the sequels. But yeah, that so thing, he that thing... he doesn't strike me as that type of director. I feel like he tells a story and then he moves on to the next thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, um, yeah, he, he... And this movie, I don't think it really made a lot of money. Um, no, it, like, is a, it is a hard R, like... It, it's hard to, like, make a make a movie that's a hard R that's for kids, basically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I like, a lot of parents got duped into seeing it. Um, because, I'm, <laughs> even, like, you can't show a lot of violence in trailers. Um, but... I mean, it's up to the parents to pay attention to the the rating of the of the movie, but I'm, maybe some parents actually don't. I know my parents heavily, you know, check the ratings for films, but then again, they still let me watch like graphic movies like Braveheart and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people got duped into seeing, yeah. <laughs> or, or just prejudged it by what they saw in a trailer because you see Neil Patrick Harris in an SS uniform. A lot of people are going to be like, uh I don't need to see that. That's what my parents did. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah. So I guess like, uh, what, what, what was your? How do you feel like this this film landed for you now, as it would have when you were a kid? Do you feel like 
you would like it more? Do you think you'd like it more now, or do you think you'd like it more if you saw it when you were like very young and wouldn't get everything? This movie feels like something I would have probably liked as a kid, or just found probably really gross. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I watched a lot of sci-fi when I was growing up, but this is this is a very different type. Um, the sci-fi that I watched wasn't always so violent. Um, I think I, I think it's a better movie for me to watch now, personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I agree for sure. Like, once you kind of get what he's trying to get at, because, like, yeah, as a kid, I'm just like, oh, look at all this. It's like, oh, nudity, oh, violence. Exactly. Like, like violent, violent, violent. And it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of like G.I. Joe, you know? Yeah, it's very G.I. Joe. It's very, it sounds bad, but it's very for boys. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I think, I don't think I would have appreciated it because I appreciate the themes now and this, and I know what satire is now. Yeah. Um, so I guess the last thing I want to talk about is like, so the thing about films like this is like, there are some people that don't get the satire. Mm but then they take it at face value as like being positive. Uh, I guess what are your feelings about that? Were there people like, yeah, I love Starship Troopers. Like, I wish we lived in <laughs> like that. Or the opposite who are, I hate Starship Troopers. And I'm never going to watch it because it's about Nazis. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of sad when people don't give movies a chance. Cause I feel like a lot of these people are just prejudging it based on something they've heard or they say, cause I feel like that's what happened with Showgirls personally. Yeah. Um, they saw the NC-17 rating and they were like, no, this is a yeah, vulgar like affront. It's a misogynist affront on feminism and it's going to set women back. And I feel the total opposite of that. Um, I think people just need to finally watch something <laughs> and just try and read between the lines. And not everybody wants to do that. And not everybody can or anything like that. But I think audiences are smarter than studios give them credit for. Um I guess you either get it or you don't. I guess it depends on the person and if you want to get it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, any final thoughts? Any last things you want to say about the film? Watch the movie. It's really good. I mean, despite, you know, like we, we can make fun of it for like the bad acting or like the stereotypical, you know, soldier themes and tropes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's actually, it's not a bad movie. It's held up really well. The visual effects are really, really good. The practical effects. Um and there's some really good character moments, like really good character moments. Like I just, I know I keep harping on it, but I keep going back to like Ace being really sensitive to the fact that Johnny got dumped, which is not something I was expecting at all. I was expecting Ace to be an antagonist all the way through the end and die a horrible death, mm -hmm. but he wasn't. He he proved what kind of person he is in that in that moment, and he was really really good. And he lived through. He was the only one of Johnny's friends who lived to like the end. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's 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 basically the two of them with the pre-scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing I, I want to say, uh, the score for this was actually really good. Mm. That one theme, like when they're doing that invasion of Klandathu, that that that's one of the great pieces of sound. Yeah. That, like score. Uh, it's it's like kind of underrated too because it's very. It really hits what it's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This very kind of patriotic and like, oh, yeah, oh, rah, yeah. rah, rah, rah. But definitely. also being futuristic, too. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely giving it that, again, like those few, the few, the proud, the Marines theme. Like, yeah, I want to I want to kick some ass. I'm going to go kill a few bugs and bomb a nest of, you know, brain bugs and shit like that. Like, it got me a little pumped up. I was like. It gets you pumped up. It's it's just, you know, it's 
it's showing that like enticing side of propaganda. It's like, oh, it's yes. very, it's very um, manipulative and it gets inside your head and it makes you want to do like cool shit. Cause like you see those, you see, you see real propaganda like every fucking day. We have been exposed to it since we're born. And like they show those, those Marine commercials or the, the Navy commercials before movies with little yeah. kids in the audience <laughs> and impressionable teenagers. And you see them at like a switchboard with a headset and they're like tracking mm -hmm. radar and shit. And they're like, oh, it's kind of cool actually. The ones I always remember is like the Marines ones, which always ends with a dude with like a sword. Like with yeah, that sword. With like a sword and shit like that. And I want a fucking sword like that. Right? Like that's so <laughs> badass. Like it's, it's very enticing and it's it gives enticing. you that sense of brotherhood, of sisterhood. Of you know a family outside of your 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 blood family and you know like it's it, it's very enticing. Yeah, have you ever seen? I think it's I think it's a movie or based on this thing. I think it was called like the Wave. Um, I don't think so. I think it's called the Wave, but I forget. But um, basically, there was this thing that happened in real life where so some so basically what they did was someone did an experiment at a high school where. Um, they pretty much started a Nazi like SS youth, but didn't call it that. They called it like the wave or whatever. Wait, is this a documentary? <laughs> the one I saw was a was a narrative. Okay. So, um, I'll have to find it, but but th it was based on a real thing. I think it happened in like Arizona, and so um, yeah, people people bought into it, and but then like they did this crazy, and in the movie it's crazy, like like at the very end. But they so they never say like who the leader of the wave is. It's like okay. everyone's the leader or whatever. And then they have this big meeting at the end, and then the teacher's like, "Oh, you want to see who the leader of the wave is?" And he did this picture of Hitler, and then all the kids were like, "What?" And it's like, "Dude, this is how it happens. This is how it starts." Oh my god, that's well with any kind of brainwashing or manipulation. That's how I watch that. I have to find yeah the name of that movie. That's crazy. Wow. But yeah, that that was brilliant because it's like you know it's it's it could happen to anyone. This type of stuff, that type of fervor, can happen to anyone. You know. Dude, I've been binging Leah Remini's Scientology Aftermath, and it mm. is that same kind of shit. You know, it, it can happen to anybody, and you don't realize it until it's too late. It's one of the most frightening things I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That that stuff with. With Scientology is just totally crazy. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I get sucked into that that shit. Um, yeah, and it, and it's just like you know you, people can be easily because like once you're part of that crowd and that group mentality, all kinds of things start becoming possible. Mm. Yeah. No, and the saddest thing is is that they're just having because from what I understand is that like um, a retention has been become incredibly difficult for the Church of Scientology. B more people are um, being exposed to the truth of it because of the internet. Um, mm -hmm. I think the internet is Scientology's worst enemy, personally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the internet like declared war on them. Oh yeah. Um, so there's not new members joining, but you're have they're having kids within it, and that's how they have the yes. new members. And that's one of the worst things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they just they just kind of just need to like recruit high level people. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean the. There was one positive thing where they're doing Leah Remini and Mike Rinder are doing a Q&A. And one of the questions is, um, what influence does Scientology have on American politics? And I was like, oh, God, am I going to find out something new? And Mike Rinder laughs and says, zero. Which and I, was is like, I was like, oh, thank 
god. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, oh. but but they're they're crazy. They have like a crazy amount of power. Like they did all the stuff. Like like they declared war on the IRS, and they they were able to like hack in and do it. Like what for the nearly fuck? thirty years, they framed one author who wrote a book about them in the seventies. Um, she almost went to prison. She almost went to federal prison because they stole her stationery and wrote a bomb threat to the FBI. Wow. Saying, with her name. Yeah, and I'm going to bomb the Church of Scientology and blah, blah, blah. And she was awaiting going to prison until there was that famous FBI raid and they found all of these documents that they had stolen and that acquitted her, basically, saying, like, yeah, we framed her and it's going to be so funny when she goes to prison. <laughs> yeah, and there was a moment where um, Lee Remini's like, okay, so, like, you, you got something out of this though right and she's like well i can't talk because she's an old lady now and she's like well i can't talk about it but yes i did <laughs> yeah crazy that's crazy um yeah yeah so just to to taper off like the thing i was talking about that that movie so it was like a made for tv movie okay it's called it's called the waves from 1981 and yeah it was about this uh experiment by a teacher to explain like how how nazism came to be um, oh, and God. yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's like, it's like only 40 minutes. So definitely, you can probably find it online. Um, it, it's, it's interesting and it. Yeah. It's kind of plays with some of the same themes. Um, yeah. You don't realize you what know. you're in until someone shows you a picture of Adolf Hitler. And like how easy it is to succumb to that kind of mentality. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, just about covers it. Um, this has been a fun episode. Um, we'll see what we can talk about next week, whatever other stuff we're thinking about wanting to review. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, take care and uh, may the may the force be with you. Live long and prosper. <laughs>